In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna welcome you to the IndieCast. Exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen doing a Barbara Walters episode. Uh, Zach did one last week, so it's my turn this week to do a Barbara Walters. Uh, and uh, much like Zach, I do have a guest on the episode this week. I think I drew the uh, the better straw in this instance. Nothing against our friend Ronnie Bass Jr. Uh, but uh, I, I've got the uh, the superpowered sweetheart from from Punk Pro Wrestling. Uh, we've got the Dream Girl herself. Uh, Ellie is on the episode with me today. So Ellie, welcome to the IndieCast. Hi. That was the best intro ever, by the way. Thank you. I will. I will make sure I, I send that over to Zach so he can add it to your card. Uh, <laughs> so, um, now, uh, Ellie, we start every episode kind of the same way. We start it with uh, what we like to call the lightning round. Uh, we have uh, five questions that we uh, ask. Um, usually, the first couple are just to get some of the really dumb, typical wrestling uh, questions out of the way that you get asked on every podcast, uh, so we can just get them <laughs> done. Uh, but then after that, usually we get bored and our questions go really off the rails from there. Um, so I will start with the typical dumb podcast question. Who trained you and when did you debut? Oh, Jesus. Um, it's 2020. I'm really bad at like <laughs> everything. Uh, let's see. 2020. I technically debuted May of 2018, but with like okay. everything going on. I should be at my two years, but I'm not. I'm I am gonna start saying I'm only at a year and a half still because that's how long I've actually been like actually working shows. Um, I was trained by Matt Seidel, off of the Wild Samoan and Blanco. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good one two three on that one for there. So. Um, now let me ask you what uh, what is your first wrestling memory? And you can either answer that both as being obviously now a trained professional wrestler for the last year and a half, or uh, the first wrestling memory as a child. We will take one, both, or uh, why not why not both of them if you like? So okay, so as a non wrestler, um, I the first time I ever remember watching wrestling. It's it's a sad story, but it's it ends well. So stay with me to the end. Um, okay. My parents were getting a divorce, and um, I technically had three brothers that I was, like, related to and stuff. But uh, I have three brothers that were at my dad's every Monday, and they wanted to go watch wrestling. And I wanted to just see my dad because it was, like, not a good divorce and stuff. So I hadn't seen him in a while, and I was like, you know what? I'll suck it up, and I'll go. Being um, 10, 11-year-old angry Ellie... I had this plan to purposely be a bitch. Um, I don't know why I thought I wanted to be a bitch, but I was angry at the world, so I thought, hey, if you're a bitch, you it doesn't hurt as much. But um, I watched wrestling. I don't remember what was happening on this episode because I did not want to watch it. I did not want to be there. I didn't want to sit, sit on the couch and watch TV for no reason. But at couple weeks later i went back 
and I watched Randy Orton return from having his pec surgery, I think. Some upper body, it might have been neck or shoulder or pectoral, I don't remember. But it was his return. And there was just something about him and like the way he carried himself and everything that I was like, oh, shit, this is actually kind of cool. <laughs> so then I started coming over more often and I started watching wrestling. Um, in my first memory as a wrestler, oh God. Um, <laughs> well, I feel like I have a lot, but some of them are like training and stuff. And sure. but probably like my first match is one of like my biggest memories. I feel like it's a stereotypical answer, but it is because like I was freaking out. I still freak out for my matches. I basically cry before all my matches and. You've been there, you know. Um, it's it's scary, but uh, my first match, I was like puking right before my match, like literally. And I was like, I can't do this. I I don't know why I thought I could do this. I can't do this. But I ended up going out there, and it was against Catalina Perez actually. And um, okay, we I had the match, and it was great. I mean, it wasn't great. It was awful for a wrestler, but I survived. Uh, and that's like one of my fondest wrestler moments, I guess. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, now, I, I remind me in a little bit, I'm going to get through the lightning here, but I definitely want to talk about the um, kind of the interesting point because I think Catalina is only about two years in now, too. So I'll be interested yeah. to see you two, uh, how you two have kind of uh, worked kind of coming up together into the wrestling industry. But uh, before I get to that question, uh, if you're stuck on a desert island, uh, a deserted island, uh, what would be the one CD uh, that you would want to have with you? Oh, Jesus. Oh, um, ooh. Hmm. Like I said, it goes off the rails after my question two. I'm okay with that. I was expecting some wrestling. Oh, Jesus. Um, some CD that I'd want. Oh, Jesus. Can I get a CD of every song ever? No. Um, <laughs> maybe a 21 pilot. No, it'd be a Disney soundtrack. It'd be the soundtrack to Tangled. Very nice. <laughs> I did notice you had gotten a, uh, gotten a Tangled tattoo recently from, uh, from our uh, show friend of the uh, friend of the show, Mr. Uh, one, Mr. Buckshot. So yes, uh, and I actually am going to see him soon to add on to the Rapunzel. To okay. Add interns. I'm going to add I'm lanterns all around her. I am surprised the lanterns didn't make it in the first time, quite honestly. I uh... really didn't even think about it. And then, like, I finished it. And, like, as I was sitting there, I was like, damn, I should have added lanterns. <laughs> you could have probably told Bucky would have probably done it. So. Oh, yeah. But I thigh tattoos do not feel good. Um, oh, see, I had no idea where the tattoo was. I, I just saw the yes. tattoo on your Twitter page. I didn't. I didn't look to specify exactly where you had gotten it. So it is upper um, thigh. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, that uh, it's right next to Baymax, actually. So, yeah, uh, I cried, not literally, but metaphorically. Um, I just didn't want to dehydrate myself. Is the only reason I didn't cry. <laughs> but <laughs> no, what uh, made, I love it. So, what made you decide to go upper thigh for that? I so. I don't know if this works for like normal people or not, but when I think of a tattoo, if I'm like, oh, I want this tattoo, my mind will just 
basically tell me where I'm going to put it. I've never had to think, oh, I want this tattoo. Where should I put it? I'm like, oh, I want this tattoo on my thigh. I want this tattoo on my shoulder or my wrist. You know what I mean? Okay. I don't know if that's normal. So so which comes first? So I guess which comes first? The idea for the tattoo or... I want a tattoo here, and then it, and then it's like, what should I put there? Probably the uh, the idea of the tattoo. Okay. So, so like, you do, so you do have the idea, and then it's like, I want to make sure it goes. It's going to look really good here. And, yeah, and that, it is literally okay. like the first thing. And if I if I double guess it, like if I second guess it, or if I'm like overthinking it, I'm like, I'm not getting it until I I know. But okay. I just, there's certain tattoos where I'm like, I'm going to get this here. And it's going to be this. And that's basically how I've gotten, oh, Jesus, one, two, three, four, five, six, of, all six of my tattoos. Okay. So, yeah. So, very well, I'll have to ask about the tattoos in a minute. Uh, <laughs> question, question four in the lightning round, though. Uh, you are sitting down, it's breakfast, or maybe if you're like me, it's uh, just before you go to bed. And you are pouring yourself a bowl of cereal. Which goes in first, the cereal or the milk? Oh, gosh. I might get heat for this. Um, I do not put milk in my cereal. You do not? Okay, so you're a dry cereal person. Now, have you ever, have you you always, like, had a disregard for the milk on it, or is this just Um, a... uh... I don't, I'm very weird about textures of food, I guess you could say. And I don't like that the cereal gets soggy. So I will drink milk. With my uh, with my cereal, but I won't drink it like together. If that makes sense. Okay, so you're like mixing it in your stomach that way instead. Yeah. Okay. Now what? So now what's your cereal of choice then that you're eating dry? Um, I like oh Jesus, cinnamon toast crunch or like okay. Um, See, okay, the, the Fruit Loops. Okay, I, I'm cool with the dry. The cinnamon toast crunch. I feel like you're missing out on that the joy that is the cinnamon milk at the end of all of it, though. <laughs> so. I've heard there's, that before too, where I'm like, you're like, hey, you're missing out, but I'm like, eh, I don't know, I can't do it. Because there, there are a couple cereals where the milk afterwards really makes a difference. It's, it's like cinnamon toast crunch, it's um, cocoa puffs. Yeah, that's heard a the big one. one. Um, the Fruit Loops doesn't do it as much for me, and then uh, I'm a big peanut butter guy, so like the peanut butter crunch, I have to have that peanut butter milk, but that's ah. that's just that's just me though, so. Um, okay, last big question of the lightning round, the one we always end with here. Uh, Marvel or DC, and why? Um, Marvel? Um, oh, geez. Probably because everyone compares me to, well, all of our gear is like, well, actually, some of our gear is DC, but uh, everyone compares me to Captain Marvel, so I feel like, right. I mean, I've always liked the Avengers and everything, so basically... Sure. But, like, growing up, like, I did, like, um, Harley Quinn and stuff. And, like, I did, like, the DC movies. But Marvel's better to me. And about being compared to Captain Marvel is just the icing on the cake right there. (laughs) Very nice. Now, um, very interesting that we do mention Captain Marvel. And now that we're out of the lightning round, I I could definitely ask. Obviously, in in Punk Pro, you are are known not only for, uh, obviously, being compared maybe even look-wise to Captain Marvel, but also... Superpower wise to Captain Marvel. Punk Pro definitely. Freaking awesome. You are freaking awesome. So <laughs> um of the powers you have, so we've seen obviously the uh the super strength, uh, especially with the the uh super power choke slam yeah. uh that you've used many a time. Uh <laughs> I 
believe, didn't you, uh, didn't you, um, did you do a time, you didn't do the time stop, that's good, that was Nova, uh, I feel like you had another power other than the super strength in there, now I'm blanking on what it is, and that's making me upset. Um, <laughs> he, he used the time thing against me, which kind of didn't work in my favor. Um, right. I don't want to say immunity, because that sounds wrong. Okay. So, like, Durability, I guess. Durability, okay. Is that is so, that the proper word? I'll take it. No, we're, we'll go with it. That uh, super durability is definitely a thing. So, okay. now if there is there anything, is there any powers that like you've kind of seen maybe in the movies or if you've read the comic books that you'd like to that you'd like to add to the arsenal, if at all possible? We can pass you by another, uh, you know, radioactive star or whatever may have caused the original superpowers. What what would you like to add on to the uh, to the list? I'm not if you gonna could? lie, I really want to fly, but uh, okay. <laughs> let's see. Uh, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. I kind of like the. I kind of just like having super strength because like I'm a tiny human being, and being super strong <laughs> works. <laughs> so no, um, I, I will note in in Punk Pro and on and on your uh, your social media and the like, uh, I have seen that you have made multiple requests. Uh, to fight uh, the person that I believe I have called the Thanos of of Punk Pro a few Ooh. times, uh, one Mr. John Davis, uh, also friend of the indie cast. Um, I'm trying. Even with superpowers, are you sure you really want to do that? Because uh, that, that still seems scary. Really? Okay. Superpowers. I want to do it. Is John Davis like the top of like your your dream list right now? If you could, you, you know, obviously other than like WWE wrestlers and like you know Oscar and Charlotte Flair and the, the you know kind of what I think might be the obvious ones, is John Davis kind of top of the list, or do you oh, have somebody else that you um, who would be the, who would be the next one after John? Oh, he's oh um oh oh that's a good question um. Oh gosh, I kind of want to work. Um, oh my gosh, I want to I want to wrestle Billy Brash. Okay. Uh, singles match because that okay. would be cool. I um, Blanco and myself we wrestled against him and Josh Cutshaw in Monster a tag squat. match in Georgia. But a singles match against, but either one of them, honestly. But definitely. Sure. I don't know. I gotta like, I think, but definitely John Davis. I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see him survive. And is that and is that kind of the main thing? Is this like an almost like an endurance test now to see if you can can just get through it or what? You know, kind of what do, what are your thoughts of wanting to fight? You know, fight that dude. I don't know. I think I I hit my head too many times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about. I feel like John Davis is like the stamp of approval in the okay. indie wrestling world, and I just want to see everyone's face at, when I get to say like, "Oh yeah, I wrestled John Davis and I survived." Right. Because there's 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 some people who haven't. I'm just I'm just gonna be <laughs> honest. There's some people who walk out without their soul. I <laughs> think I. I think I was in the audience for one of those when he fought. Uh, I don't know if you ever got to see the footage of him fighting Snoop Strikes. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> yeah, I, 
I, I legitimately had to come to John later and go, did you, did you send him to the hospital? Is he, yeah. is he okay? Did he owe like, you money? <laughs> right, I think I, that was another question. I believe I did ask him. Did, did Snoop owe you cash? Right. It's like, did he do something wrong? Did he say the wrong thing? <laughs> I don't want to beat the person that says the wrong thing to, to John that really causes him to actually get angry. So, right. um, but um, uh, now, and um, speaking of, so speaking of people, so you haven't fought John yet. Um, we did mention, obviously, in the lightning round, uh, your first match was against Catalina Perez. Yes. Uh, who, who had only started about two years ago herself. So you guys are kind of, you know, kind of, you know, kind of moving right alongside of each other in the in the Florida independent scene. So yes. uh, what are your thoughts on her? Do you think she's kind of like your, um, not, to, not to use it as a, like your main competition, even though I think you guys have a fairly decent relationship. So I don't know if there's any type of animosity. Um, but would, would you say of the people that are in the Florida scene right now, she's the other one along with yourself to kind of look out for? Yeah, because like over the weekend, um, I don't know if this is a secret or not, but over the weekend or the week I guess, or last week, she did AEW and she wrestled in Tennessee and in Georgia and in Florida, like all in like four or five days. So like she's she's doing what I do too. You know what I mean? Like, you know how there's, right. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on the Florida wrestling scene. But there are some wrestlers in Florida, girls and guys, who don't take it seriously, who don't travel, mm-hmm. who don't put the work in. And this girl is, she trained at three different schools, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday type thing. Like, she she was all over the place. So, she's out there killing it. And, like, I don't, I don't know if it's just me or if it's, like, other people. But, like, I like seeing other people succeeding. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just like, oh, shit, that sucks. I wish that was me. But I'm not like, oh, she doesn't fucking deserve that. I need this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like, my time will come when my time's ready. You know what I mean? Like, when I'm ready, it'll be there. If I'm not ever ready, then that's who I can employ myself. So she's putting this work in. She's doing fucking amazing. So, yeah. So, and I'm I'm actually interested because you mentioned something very interesting, and I, and I've noticed this on the on the Florida scene at least as well. Um, like you said, there are some people that you can see are starting to really break out and make names for themselves. Um, you and Catalina being being two of them here um, that are definitely putting in the work and doing the drives and things like that. But there are definitely a lot of people in the state, and this might be true everywhere. But obviously, we both live in the Florida area, so that's what we get to see. Um, who do seem to just be kind of getting by on, on the base level. And I'm not going to say any names if you want to, by all means, I'm not going to stop you. Um, <laughs> but what, what are your thoughts on those people that are just kind of trying to just scoot, say scoot that by they're on professional the wrestlers? Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, this is going to sound so selfish, but like, I don't care because it's not affecting me. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I I don't even, I, other than, like, Punk Pro, I don't wrestle in Florida. <laughs> like, I am everywhere else. Um, but when I see people at a company that I am no longer at anymore, um, 
and they're you you can just tell that they're phoning it in and they don't actually want to be there and stuff like it is aggravating because like there are people that I know personally that would kill to be there that will drive four five six hours to be there and sure. stuff and there's people who live an hour away who show up late don't really put the work in who don't really care and who are just like eh I guess I'll be here if I have to be here you know what I mean right so it it I don't know it's not affecting my life but it's just like disheartening sometimes when I see these people like if you don't want if you don't love it don't do it right so so well, uh, let, let's kind of talk a little bit, since I know you don't wrestle in Florida that often, but I do know one thing that um, you do in Florida that often, uh, much like myself, uh, I, I do believe you hold a certain pass to uh, a certain uh, castle type place that's in, in Orlando that sadly is starting to open up, and that will be opening up in a couple weeks. Yes. Uh, one, one Disney, you and me are both big Disney files. Yeah. Uh, not to the... Uh, horrible setup that some people are online. That's a whole other story, which I'll ask <laughs> about in a second. Um, Disney question number one, uh, well, kind of 1A, 1B. Uh, so the parks are opening up very soon. I'm assuming you're probably going to be pondering going back yeah. uh, ASAP. What is the first ride you head to? What's the first snack you grab? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, first ride. So I love Magic Kingdom. Yeah the most because it's like it mm-hmm. sounds like a stereotypical answer but it's like the castle's there and rapunzel's there and tinkerbell's there but um oh gosh probably space mountain okay and then snack um i like this is this everyone's gonna know this i love ice cream so <laughs> the little ice cream sandwiches or the Mickey's dipped in chocolate, like the ice cream, the pre- dipped in chocolate. The, the premium ice cream bars, yeah, definitely yes. have to go with the premium bars. Those have you done two. The, now, because you love ice cream, have you done the kitchen sink yet? I have not. I've thought okay. about it, but I'm like, um. <laughs> but when we have, like, a big group of people, I've, like, thought about, like, hey, do you guys just all want to get this and see what we do? <laughs> right, Exactly. No, you definitely need a group for that. That definitely can't yeah. be something that's done in, in, a, in, a, in a by yourself. Or if you are, you're going to have a serious stomach cake by the time right. you're done. Um, exactly. now, now, let me ask you, you're a big, uh, obviously, we've talked a little bit, you're a big fan of Tangled. You've got the tattoo and everything for it. Are, are you a little disappointed like I am that the best thing that they have for Tangled right now in that is park is, is, a, is a bathroom area? <laughs> so my friend, she, she was texting me today. And she was like, Rapunzel is such an underrated princess, and she deserves more than a kitchen or a fucking, oh my gosh, a bathroom. And she's like, I said what I said. And I was like, listen, I was like, you preach to the choir here, okay? I was like, they, they're just killing my hopes and dreams. And she had this idea of it almost being like a Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And um, you sit there and you go through the story of sure. Rapunzel's life and stuff, and at the end, when she, like, not the end, but, like, midway through when she kind of drops down into the, like, leaves the tower, there's, like, a mini drop of okay. you going with her. And um, you, like, you go through the thing, and then at the end, it's, like, Rapunzel with, 
Eugene and the family at the castle and stuff, and it's like all of them and like they're waving goodbye, and then like Mother Gothel is like in the back, kind of like becoming old and stuff. And I was okay. like, we need to work at Disney <laughs> and to get this done. But yeah, the so bathroom that, the bathroom makes me sad because it deserves more. Though admittedly, the the tower up there, especially if you can get the picture just right, is is excellent. But yeah, there. There definitely needs to be something else there. I just I, I'm disappointed that's all they could come up with at the time. Yeah. Um, but I like your ride. I like your ride. It sounds a little bit uh, like the um, uh, kind of how they do the Little Mermaid ride. Yes, too- yeah, kind of like that. How at the so. end they're all together and getting married and stuff. It's- now, uh, what are your thoughts? And this is kind of where uh, I, I've been joking a little bit about online people for Disney uh, of the changeover <laughs> for for Flash Mountain. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to riot against them or anything, or, like, cancel my past, like I've seen some of these people say. Um, I like Flash Mountain how it was, because I felt like it was such a landmark of Disney, you know okay. what I mean? It was okay. such a, I don't know what the word is. It's been there, basically, like, since the beginning type of thing, and it's, special so i think it's like kind of upsetting that they're getting rid of it but change is inevitable so it's gonna happen so i kind of like that it's gonna be a princess and the frog with like kiana and stuff but hopefully they just don't like i don't know i think they'll do a good job with it and stuff and everyone will be happy and it will still be splashed out and so people will be like chill with it but uh, yeah there's i'm guessing you're in like those facebook groups Yes, I uh, definitely definitely have been in the the Facebook groups. Actually, whenever anything changes in Disney, I immediately go to the Facebook group. <laughs> That's what um, I do because the the whiny people that that oh show up in there gosh. is absolutely hysterical. They're so uh, entitled to like they own Disney, and it's so freaking funny. Now, uh, one thing I did not know if you know about this, it was very interesting that you talked about how Splash Mountain has been there from the beginning. Um, do you, do you actually know when Splash, what, what year Splash Mountain opened? Oh gosh, I have no idea. Splash Mountain in Disneyland opened in 1989. It didn't open in Magic Kingdom till 1992. Jesus. So it has actually not been, because that was one of the funny things that I was kind of laughing about when I, when I saw that that was going to change is I immediately went to see how many people were like, first off, that's my favorite ride. That's always the first thing that I get to hear. What yeah. Walt wouldn't Walt wouldn't change it. What would Walt say? That's always <laughs> the next big statement, um, you know, and things like that. And then I had to go look it up because it's like I don't think this ride's as old as everybody's giving it credit for. And I was Jeez. right; it didn't get built until 1992. So the legitimately here in in Orlando, the ride is, you know, it's like 28. I mean, it's it's old enough, but it's still you know. I feel like it's been there way longer. That's crazy. Right. Like it's so, been there my whole life. Does that count? Well, yeah. That. Well, for you, yeah, definitely does. For me, for me, I turned forty-four this year. It's not not quite the same in that instance, but uh, but it's been there for my kids' whole lives. But uh, but no, I was actually okay with them changing it just because of the obviously the the movie that the ride is based off of yeah. needed it needed it needed, an, needed an, an upgrade. So I'm perfectly okay yeah. with it going. Yeah, um, like the reasoning behind it makes sense a hundred percent. So. Uh, is there any ride at Disney that you simply refuse to go on? Oh. Or haven't um, been on yet? Um, 
Oh, what is the one? Oh, shh. It's not Splash Mountain. It's not Space Mountain. It's the other space one. Um, spaceship. No, not Spaceship Earth. Um, shoot. Oh, um, it's the one over in Epcot. Obviously, the one that's not Spaceship Earth, though. I know exactly what you're talking it's about. There's um, like four people in a in a ride. Can I? If I close out of this, yeah, I didn't break it. Okay, I gotta look it up. <laughs> that's okay. Is there a mission space? Yes. Oh, yeah. That oh. is the worst ride ever invented. <laughs> See, I don't think I've actually been on that yet because I I can't do the spit like they do the like the G force thing in that one, and yeah. I know that's the case, and I I can't do that myself either because I will I will everybody hurt. Everybody headaches and it makes us all like sick and stuff, and I'm just like ugh. Like it's just gross. <laughs> now, uh, let me. I I did read that you uh, you do enjoy uh, stress baking, uh, <laughs> which yes. which I've been known to do too. Uh, have you ever tried to make any of the the Disney treats that you, uh, especially in quarantine? I know that might be a thing. Have you tried to make anything from Disney at home? Um. Ooh. I, well, I have a a Mickey waffle maker so i technically made mickey waffles <laughs> there we go so, so do we I, I i'm with you on that one so um, let's see oh i don't know now that i think about it um i know i looked up uh some frozen adult drinks nice um <laughs> I haven't made any yet because it's it's always like this big list of stuff that I'm like, oh, I'll get it next time. And then I'm like, I'll get it next time. But I don't know. Uh, I do recommend if you ever get the chance, look up. uh, And I was very I was almost mildly disappointed at how how simple the ingredients were once I once they released it. Uh, I do recommend looking up Disney's uh, recipe for Dole Whip. Oh, my gosh. It's just like pineapple juice. And yeah. like ice cream and stuff. It's literally the yeah. simplest thing in the world. Frozen pineapple, pineapple juice, ice, uh, vanilla ice cream. And I'm like, are you yeah. shitting me? I was like, this no, is that's, like that's, you charge me twenty dollars for this. Right, exactly. Uh, but yo, know, I did make I did make some over the uh, over so thanks to the quarantine. I'm like, no, I'm making this now because I need I need Dole Whip in my house. Right. Um, so I highly recommend that, especially with a little float of rum. You're all set. Uh, there you go. Definitely make it that way. Uh, when you are baking, though, what what is kind of your go to when you're stress baking or just baking for the fun oh, of it? What what's um, you like to make? Cookies, brownies, and cupcakes. I actually um, bought a new cupcake pan today. Oh, very <laughs> so, nice. Uh, I plan on making cupcakes tomorrow. What's so? What type of cupcakes do you plan on making? Um, probably just vanilla ones, like with probably sprinkles in them because I love sprinkles. But I got chocolate icing. And then vanilla icing too. Okay. And I think I bought candy melts too because I like the candy melts. Okay. And you definitely have a loaded uh, a loaded uh, cupcake. Nothing wrong with that. So basically. <laughs> uh, now let me actually I mentioned and I mentioned I, I skipped this question I should have asked it right after I mentioned Dole Whip here. Uh, it's kind of on the food subject here. Uh, pineapple pineapple and pizza, yay or nay? I've never tried it. Um, really. I... I like pineapple, and obviously I like pizza, but the mixing them, I just feel like does not belong. Okay. So I can't, I can't get, I can't get that one. No. Well, I definitely, re- I still recommend trying it. That's my thing, but I'm sure I'm going to, I'm going to create havoc just by, by saying that on a, 
saying that on the episode. Break the internet. That's right. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm okay with that. So, (laughs) so well, let me uh, let me uh, get to kind of final the uh, final three questions we tend to ask on every episode for uh, for all of our guests here. Uh, Question one is uh, what we like to call the Trevin Adams Memorial question, even though uh, poor Trevin ain't dead. Hi, Trev, if you're (laughs) listening. so it's late at night. You're, you've obviously done the drives. Uh, it's, you know, you're after a show, you've got a, a rumbly in your tumbly, as it will. Uh, and you uh, come over a hill and you see a beacon, a, a shining beacon of light uh, calling to you for food. Uh, is that beacon of light a sheet or is that beacon of light a Wawa? Oh, um. Probably sheets because I feel like that's where we stopped at more. Like we don't go to Wawa's that often. We stop at like Pilots and those Flying J's a lot. Yep. But we've we've stopped at the sheets before and Bucky's. Nice. So. Bucky's is another one that some of my Texas friends have brought up to me. The the yes. Bucky's is a big one. <laughs> so. But no, I definitely appreciate your sheets answer because that is the correct answer to that question. <laughs> uh, uh, question two, question two, and Zach's not on the show, so he can't argue me on this one today. Uh, question number two, um, uh, and this is one of a darker one, so I apologize in advance for that. But uh, sadly, in this uh, lovely sports entertainment, uh, uh, we have called professional wrestling. We lose a lot of talent early. Uh, so with that being said, if there was uh, one uh, wrestler, one person who is no longer with us, that you could uh, wrestle, work with, learn from, et cetera, et cetera. Who would that be and why? Eddie, probably. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Eddie's just a god. <laughs> so now, Eddie is a very popular answer to this question, obviously. Yeah. And that does not surprise me, and it's well-deserved. Uh, if you could choose which era of Eddie, um, uh, you know, obviously, like, old-school ECW, um, you know, Gringos Locos from Mexico, uh, Latino Heat from WWE, you know, lie, cheat, and steal, Eddie. Which one? Which one would be the one you'd want to uh, you'd want to work with most? Probably, um, like right before he passed, like the early two thousands, like the Latino Heat okay. type of. Because I feel like, don't get me wrong, he was like amazing in all of them, but I feel like when he hit the Latino Heat, the lie, the cheat, the steal type thing, like he was, he was Eddie. You know what I mean? Like he was himself, and he was way more comfortable and had more fun with being that Eddie. Definitely. So, yeah. And I, I do remember, I, uh, I don't know if I've told the story on here before. Um, Eddie Guerrero actually in the, in the middle point of when he got let go from WWE before he came back, when he was really kind of at his low point, um, worked a, um, a show in Maryland, a company called Maryland Championship Wrestling, which uh, is an excellent company. For those of you in Maryland, you should go look them up because um, they're they're back in business again, and they're they were always great. Um, but Eddie worked one of their shows, and I remember getting to meet him, and um, kind of almost a, he put on an amazing match, but was almost a little disappointed just because you could tell he was not in his right state of mind. So see, yeah. but so getting to see him like come back and make the, you know, make the big return the way he did and kind of get everything together. Um, yeah. Made it bittersweet, obviously, when he passed as well. But um, yeah. I, I still remember seeing him at that that show. Um, uh, the uh, final question that we ask here, uh, this one's a doozy, so buckle up. 
Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that uh, all animals in nature have a certain traits to assist with their survival. Uh, giraffes have the long neck, rhinos have the big horns, etc., etc. Uh, we believe that the human's trait is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said, the dream girl, the superpowered sweetheart of Punk Pro, <laughs> Ellie, if you could fight any animal, what animal would it be and what weapon would you use? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> can I say John Davis? No. <laughs> I can tell you that when we had John Davis on, he said he would fight a bear with his bare hands, and I was betting on him. So I, the... Yeah, you know what? John will win. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. I'm a tiny human being. Uh, <laughs> and I can tell you we've had mythical creatures. We've had all sorts of weapons. Uh, I, I believe my the low point or high point, depending on how you look at it, was Sydney Bacabella from Chikara. Well, I guess formerly of Chikara now. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, but he had mentioned that he would uh, he would fight a uh, a kitten with a tack hammer because he always puts himself over to win. So that put it on a shirt. Uh- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why, hashtag why is that not on a shirt? There you go. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, I would fight. A unicorn with a frying pan. <laughs> now, I feel like the problem I see with this, though, is how do you, where do you hit the, the unicorn? Because you've got the horn blocking what you think would be the, like, the, the ending, the, the, the kill well, shot. here's what I'm thinking. Okay. If I can swing the frying pan hard enough to break the horn off. Oh, okay. Then it leaves it exposed, and there's actually a hole there. So then you just stab the handle of the frying pan into his head. You win. Oh, see, but now I didn't realize that the that the like the open area would be then just a hole there, and feels like there would still be skull there. But yeah, okay. Well, yeah, it would be skull, but like if you could you could break through with it with the pan. Okay. The scary part to me is if you then drive the handle in there, and then that doesn't put him down. Now you've just armed I the unicorn with a frying pan. There you go. Now you have to choke <laughs> slam it. Now, we, now the powers have to come into play and you have to choke slam it. Okay. No, that, that I, I, I So, all right. Well, uh, Ellie, this is the part in the episode where uh, one Mr. Brian Cage himself has given us permission to uh, lovingly call, get your shit in. Uh, please hey. let people know where they can find your social media, where they can buy your merchandise, et cetera, et cetera. The floor is yours. All right. Let's see if I can do this right. My Twitter and Instagram is this is Ellie with underscores in between both words or all three words. Um, my Facebook is the Dream Girl Ellie. You can find Blanco, myself, and the International Superstars Pro Wrestling Tees under the International Superstars. Uh, Facebook for the International Superstars is the International Superstars. Uh, if you want to buy any digital pictures or any of our merch, you can message either myself or Blanco through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because um, we send it out as well. Uh, Pearl Sing Cheese does have exclusive shirts that we do not sell, but we have stickers and posters and brawling buddies and shirts and 8x10s and, oh gosh, and trading cards <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff that I can't think of right now. But, yeah, message us if you want any of that. 
you know, and I do want to actually very interesting. You brought up the the, the photos because I want I do want to ask you a very interesting question about this. And um, uh, you you have sold on your social media and still do occasionally. Um, and I've never seen them, so I don't know how risque they are. But they look <laughs> a little more on the risque side. Um, I obviously have no problem with that. By all means, risque photos. Thumbs up for me. Uh, has anybody ever given you a hard time about that? I, I'm always interested to see if there's people that are giving you a hard time because you're selling those photos. I had a wonderful human being message me today asking him or asking me if I did private sessions with him because of the pictures that I sell. And I literally said, ill, no. <laughs> like, then he got like offended. And he was like, of well, course. Don't send these pictures. If all I was like, don't be a disrespectful pig and message me that. Like, you didn't even say, like, hey, it was literally like, hey, do you do private sessions? Like, okay, I'm going to put this out there because I don't know who needs to hear it, but apparently people need to hear it. As a wrestler and as a human being, what anybody does with their body does not entitle anybody to say or think they deserve anything from them. If I sell pictures, if I'm a wrestler, if I'm quote-unquote a celebrity, that does not mean you get to message me creepy stuff. That does not mean send me unsolicited pictures that I do not want. No female person wants dick pics. I'm going to put that out there. Please. Please stop sending them. We do not want them <laughs> okay we do not owe you guys anything so message us be respectful and we will be respectful back you message me and you're an asshole or you think you are entitled to something from me i will tell you where to go and how to get there okay so now that i got that off my chest <laughs> good and here here to that by the way yeah that uh, the and and I, I I would like to briefly speak for for I think most guys everywhere. I apologize that most of us suck. There's just nothing. I I wish there was more we could do about it other than telling guys like that that they suck. Um, there have been so many that have been so nice and respectful and say thank you and I appreciate you and I I appreciate them. And then there's people who message me and you I don't know how. You think you can ever talk to somebody like that, but don't. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't owe you anything because you think you're getting one thing and you get something else or you think this is going to happen or you think I'm going to send you free pictures. Don't. It's a business. Right. We do not want to be your friend. Don't stalk us on Facebook and friend request us. You don't know us like that. This is a right. business. You don't need to know our personal life. And that's where I'm going to end it. <laughs> Good. And, and, and as well as, as well, like I said, it's, it is ridiculous where some people will take that. But so, well, uh, excellent. Well, Ellie, thank you. Sorry, sorry to end on a rant for you from there, but no, I think it was something it needed that needed to happen. <laughs> cool. And I think it needed to be said, though. So that's, and hopefully guys actually listen to this and like those guys that for some reason, and by the way, I, here's one question I would like to ask guys that, and, and by all means, Call the the Wrestling Nerds hotline if you want to actually answer my question on this one. For those of you that randomly send dick pics, when has that actually worked for you? <laughs> Let me know. 
If there's Please. a time that that gets twerked, I want to hear that story because I think, A, you're full of shit. But B, I want to hear that story of how that ex- I sent a random dick pic and it actually got you laid. Please exactly. let me know how that happened because I, I guarantee you it has you creep. Please, so. please tell me if anyone calls because I'm going to need yeah. to hear the stories. Four four zero seven nine four nerds. Please give my please <laughs> give the, the hotline a call. Leave me a message. We will play it on next week's episode. I promise Definitely. you, we will. I dare <laughs> one of you to call me. Leave me a message on this one. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Ellie, thank you once again for being on the episode, and to our dozens and dozens of you wrestling nerds out there that are listening to us here on the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network. We appreciate you as always. Uh, once again, everybody, she is Ellie. I am uh, Chad Allen, and until next time, everybody, we always say. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a whole decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We are we're touching wieners, Not touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big queer stone cold Steve Austin.